Alrighty, welcome to another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy, and as always, I am Johnny. And I'm Randy. And it is July 8th. And this is our 50th episode. Nope, 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 nope. If we're going to celebrate our 50th episode, we got to do it right. So I made a little intro for our 50th episode. So let's roll it. Welcome everyone to another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And as always, I'm Johnny. And... I'm Randy. It is what it is. It is. Uh, you ready to hit us out for the summer? Yeah! You want a long one or a short one? Let's make sure you guys follow us on any of your social medias that you like. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Johnny's got the handle. Oh! Oh! Yeah, I love it! Alright, so it's time, I guess, for... Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. I dug it. I'm giving it a thumbs up. Everybody, remember to always stay scared. Stay spooky. It has been one of the hottest weeks. I feel like we've had in a long time, like hot. It's been one of the hottest, like three weeks, four oh weeks, almost. Gosh. It's been a hot month. Yeah. So everyone who works outside, y'all stay hydrated and stay cool, man. I'm gonna take a sip of water just for you people. There you go. Gub gub. Ah, now that's high quality H2O. <laughs> right. But this month we said that we were going to do our first episode was gonna be a request. And that's exactly what we're doing. It is, and sure. And for one, you know, one of the first times, me and you are actually reviewing a movie that neither one of us has ever seen. Yep. Now there've been a couple of movies where it's been like, I'm not sure if I've seen it, and then like I think I've seen parts of it, and you hadn't seen it or something like that. But this one is brand new to both of us. Yes, and this film is your next, and it was requested by. Dawn of the Spurge dum, dum, dum. on Instagram. So they hit us up. That's one. I mean, he actually gave us uh, like three or four to review. And I have heard of this one and I was like, oh, you know what? This should be easy to find. Right on. But yeah, so this request is going, or yeah, the request is going out to Dawn of the Spurge. Shout and, out, Don. Oh, of yeah. The Spurge. Yeah, give him a follow on Instagram. Yay. So, Instagram. <laughs> that's where we get a lot of actual uh like people that answer us is on instagram yeah like i can post stuff on twitter i don't get a whole lot facebook is dead it's got cobwebs over there always yeah but anyway the movie we're fixing to discuss is your next and what on voodoo and all that stuff it says it come out in 2013 yeah imdb's got it down at 2011 yeah so somebody wrong yeah, and I don't know which ones. And right now, IMDb's the odd man out. Yeah, because, I mean, even on Voodoo, it says 2013. Yeah, I don't know who put this in here, but they need to, you know, right. take pay cut. But like I said, this is the first time that me and Randy's <clears throat> ever seen this film. And I'm going to go ahead and get with it. It is a, 
You're Next. It's a rated R film that came out in 2013. And it is under the category of horror slash thriller. And it says it's one hour and 36 minutes long. And then IMDb, or not IMDb, uh, Voodoo actually had it listed as a dark comedy. Yeah, I've seen that. Which I, I don't get. I don't either. Makes no sense. But uh, do you want to go ahead and read the summary? Sure. <clears throat> when the Davidson family comes under attack during their wedding anniversary getaway, the gang of mysterious killers soon learns that one of the victims harbors a secret talent for fighting back. That's it? That's it. There we go. And uh, why don't you read us the cast? I don't want to. Don't worry about him. Just, who, who, who is Simon Barrett? I don't know, but it's his tiger mask. But there was a lot. Oh, of he people. was the dude that died early. Okay. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this episode contains spoilers. Yeah. So we got Joe Swanberg as Drake, AJ Bowen as Crispin, Ty West as Tariq, Nicholas Tucci as Felix Davidson, Sharon Vinson as Aaron. Barbara Crampton as Audrey Davidson. Amy Seitzmitz. Seitzmitz as Amy. That, that's Aubrey, not Audrey. That, okay, Aubrey. <laughs> there you go. That's a D, not a B. Aubrey. I went to Canada. Okay. Wendy Glenn as Z. Z-E-E. Margaret Laney as Kelly. Rob Morin as Paul. And Katie Lynn Schill as Talia. Eh, she didn't last long enough. No, they didn't make it very long. No. A lot. Actually, when the killing started, most of them didn't make it very long. No. I will say, without getting into any of the review, <coughs> I did not expect this movie to be like this. Like, yeah. I was thinking something totally different. I, I didn't know. Honestly, I didn't know what to expect. But from the, like, the cover, mm-hmm. it looked very ominous. Yeah. And it was like complete opposite. Yeah. Like, it was a lot of sketch people in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But uh, before we get into the film, I just want everybody to know uh, today is Friday. Tomorrow I will be in Memphis, Tennessee at the Joe Bob Briggs Drive In Jamboree 2022. Is it Briggs or Riggs? Briggs. I thought it was Riggs. What? Anyway. And, uh, yes, I am super excited about that. Because to be 100% honest with you, I've always watched Joe Bob Riggs growing up. And that's kind of what, like, made me go, man, because he had so much acknowledgement on not just horror films, but films in general. Right. That that's kind of what made me want to do a podcast. Now, didn't you just meet him at, at Full Moon? Yeah, in April. Now you're going back and seeing him again? Yeah, he's in Memphis. He's a little bit closer to us. He's only like an hour and a half away now. And unchanged. Man, still nine foot tall. He's awesome, though, dude. <laughs> hey, don't hate on him. You know what you've seen of him, you like. <clears throat> now, but, I, I'd never watched it growing up, the Joe Bob Briggs show. Mm-hmm. Um, just little snips that, you know, I've seen when you were watching or something. He does, it does seem really cool. Like like I told you before, it reminds me of pop-up videos on VH1. Mm-hmm. It's just like you get a lot of information on it. And you showed me a clip today that he did his uh, 4th of July. Happy belated 4th of July, by the way. Yes. Uh, where he was talking about Uncle Sam. And he had a no- lot of knowledge regarding just the history of the United States. So it was kind of cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, not only are you watching these classic horror films, sometimes <clears throat> they're cheesy, sometimes they're awful. Right. But you get 
educated. Uh-huh. But, yeah, like, and no joke, dude, seriously, that's one of the reasons. He's probably pretty much the main reason that I wanted to do this podcast because I thought it was cool watching him discuss movies that he loves. Right. And I was like, wonder how I can do that. Yeah. Even though I'm not as big as him because I never will be, of course. And we are. We're no, uh, no, we don't quit growing. He's nine foot tall. No, I'm saying like the podcast. Oh, okay. He he does a lot of what is it? B uh, horror films. So I'm gonna say that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna say like we're like C <laughs> as a podcast. Hopefully one day we get bigger. Maybe. If hey, you leave us some reviews. Yes. And we've even talked about doing a YouTube channel. We have. Which we gotta, I we gotta get the equipment. I think if we finally get the do a YouTube channel, I think, man, we'll get more followers. And, I don't know, we could actually, like, put stuff up on YouTube. Like, right. not just me and you talking, but scenes and stuff like that. You know, if right. we're describing a scene, we could show it, you know. Yeah. But, anyway, that's looking into the future. Yeah. So. Distance. Anyway. Anyway. So, you ready to get into the film, man? Let's do it. All right. So... You're net. What did you tell him? Who the director was? I didn't tell him anything. I thought that was all for you, no, buddy. No, no, no. Go ahead. Dang. Go ahead. Can't give. Can't gotta give credit, man. Oh, go ahead, bud. I don't even know the guy. To be honest with you, Adam Wingard is the director. Who wrote it? Simon Barrett, who actually was the Tiger dude. Oh, really? I just didn't. I just noticed that. That's cool. I mean, it's not. He died quick. Oh, I'm trying oh. to be like him, like Shyamalan, like Kalamalan. I don't like that guy either. Why? His movies just ain't that good. Oh my god! You can't tell me you don't like the Sixth Sense. It's all right. You know what? Anyway, nah. let's get in this movie. Nah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right off the bat, your next is coming on, and all of a sudden we just hear some moaning. Yep. I thought somebody was already getting choked out. No, nope, right out the gate, boob shot. And yes. Oh man, I wish we could do the Joe Bob Briggs stuff where he's like, "We have one boob, one this, one," you know. <laughs> But anyway, we have a couple having sex, and the guy's like on top, and he's all into it, and he finally just rolls over, and he's like, (sighs) he's all out of breath. But it's funny, because the woman looks so disappointed. Oh, she's upset. And he looked a lot older than she was. Oh, yeah. Well, And you find out later that he actually was. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Because when they were pulling up to the house. Well, you can tell me that in a minute. Yeah, I'll tell you later. But anyway, so as he rolls off, he's like, I'm going to go get in the shower. And... He goes to get in the shower where well, the woman, she gets up and she goes downstairs. And as she's downstairs, she starts uh, playing a CD. She puts a CD in one of those old school three disc CD players that I used to have. I was going to say, I, I remember having one too. I loved it, man. But anyway, she puts a CD in there. She starts listening to some music and she hears something. And I don't know where she turns around. And I swear, I think she sees someone... Um, outside yeah and all of a sudden it just cuts the the man in the shower he's sitting there washing his hair and she went and made her a drink too mm-hmm. it looked like a screwdriver almost well, I, I seen the orange juice she yeah the, you know i would assume it was a screwdriver. i guess but anyway the man gets out of the shower and he goes and he sees her drink and he grabs the glass and he takes a swig of it well as he turns around and looks he sees her body laying there well, he sees the, the note oh, on the window yeah. first. Yeah, he sees uh, your next written in blood on the window. But, it's you know, of course, it's backwards because they wrote it on the outside. And as he walks up to it, he sees her dead body laying there. And out of nowhere, doesn't he turn around and... Uh-huh. And I don't even know if they show his death scene, does it? 
uh, they don't show him necessarily dying, but they show the guy swinging. Yeah, and all of a sudden the classic uh, blood hits the window. Yep. And then, boom, it just cuts into, we see this beautiful countryside, like the farmland. Mm -hmm. And you see a vehicle driving. And now we get introduced to Paul and Aubrey. And they're driving to the house. And this is where you can go ahead and explain where they're talking about the house and then their neighbor. Go ahead. Yeah, so they're driving up to their house and they pass by this other house um, that's got like a silver car sitting in the driveway. And they start mentioning, talking about the person and the guy, and uh, what's his name, Paul? Mm Mm-hmm. Paul mentions how, yeah, this guy left his wife and got with one of his students. So that's how, you know, I was like, all right, so he's obviously a little bit older than her. And uh, they start talking about how, she says, oh, that's a shame. And he's like, well, it might be nice to have some neighbors, you know. Yeah. Because clearly they're off the beaten path a little bit. So uh, that's the only neighbor that is mentioned. Right. So, but yeah, that's where you you kind of let on the, yeah, he was older than her for sure. Well, as Paul and Aubrey are still driving to the house, it cuts to, we get introduced to a man driving, his name is Crispin, and his girlfriend is Aaron. And they're just discussing, uh, you can tell she is, uh, what would you say, a foreigner? Uh, well, she's Australian. Well, there you go, yeah. yeah. And she's talking to him about meeting the parents, you know, she's... A little nervous, and she's like, "But I'm so excited, I can't wait." Nope. And he's like, "Oh, trust me, you know he 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 already knows. He's like, it's not gonna be what you think." And right. she says, uh, "Well, as long as your mom's a really good cook." And he he kind of smiles at her. He's like, "Ah, no." <laughs> he's like, "No, nah, that's not that's not for her either." You know, we're just paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because she's like, "So what you're saying is that we better go ahead and get food before we get there?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's not a bad idea." Oh, there's some booze. Booze? Yeah. Oh, I thought she said food. Uh, booze. It's like, your parents are rich. They're talking about how rich his parents were. And he's like, at least they're going to have really good booze. And he was like, no. No, they won't. His mom, he said something about his mom being on medication. Oh. Know what, you know. But then, yeah, they're like, so yeah, we better get booze before we get there. Okay, see, so the whole time I thought they were talking about food. Mm-mm, they said booze. That's why they showed up with a bottle of whiskey. Well, dang. Mm-hmm. Well, learn something new every day. Yeah, my mistake, because I thought they said food the whole time. But anyway, I guess it was the accent throwing me off, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. clearly. Yeah, you know, booed and foes. Booed. You know, <laughs> you know just kind of throwing me off there. But anyway, back to the show. You know, uh, you know, anyway. Shout out, Joe Bob. Yeah, Joe Bob Briggs. So, anyway, it cuts back to Aubrey and Paul, and they're cleaning this house. And it's a nice house, a two-story house. I don't, they don't ever really explain like how many bedrooms and all that, but it's a beautiful house. And Aubrey hears a noise upstairs. And I will say, uh, she's one of the smartest characters in any horror movies because as soon as she hears a noise, she's like, uh-uh, we're out. And she grabs, and Paul's like, what? And she goes, we got to get out of here. And he's like, what's wrong? And she says, somebody's in the house. Somebody's upstairs. Yeah. And like she was making her way toward the door, the front door. Mm-hmm. And Paul's like, no, no, no. He goes, I'll go upstairs. And, <clears throat> excuse me. I can't remember if he grabs something when he goes upstairs or not. But I remember him going up to her and he's like, I'll be right back. Well, he grabbed a cane. Yeah. Before he had her go outside. Like, it was some kind of cane, I think. Yeah. And and so, Aubrey goes out and waits in the driveway. And Paul goes upstairs. And as he's upstairs, he's looking. He's not seeing nothing. He's not hearing anything. And all of a sudden, they do the classic, 
hand comes on the shoulder and it's Crispin. Yep. And he's scared the crap out of his dad, you know. And he's like, uh, Crispin! Like that. And he jumps real quick. And he's like, he's like, hey, Dad. He's like, not not change subject, but why is Mom in the driveway crying? You know, because she's terrified. And uh, as they leave the room, he goes, come on, let's, let's, let's go check on your mother. As they leave the room, the camera zooms in on this door, and you can see the door slowly creaking open. So we do know that, okay, for in fact, there was somebody in that house. Well, it cuts to Aaron. She's in there brushing her teeth. And she's like, so your dad uh, bought this place to fix up? And um, Crispin's like, yeah. He goes, um, did he say they're living there? I don't think they were living there. Yeah. But- I remember him saying something, or him saying something about they come and visit it. But I don't know, kind of, like, I guess, like a... Like a renovated home that yeah. they're working on, yeah. And, uh... Which there was, like, scenes later on in the movie where they go to different parts of the house that were under construction, clearly. Yeah. Well, he's laying in bed the whole time she's brushing her teeth. And when she gets done, she comes in lays beside him. And she's like, so your brother and sisters are coming tomorrow, right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, this is... Tomorrow's my actual... Or my mom and dad's actual 35th anniversary. And you can already tell that he's not too happy to see his siblings, you know. She's like, well, I'm excited to meet everybody. And he just kind of looks, gives her that look like, eh. He's like, you just wait. Yeah, yeah. So it cuts to now Aubrey. She's walking downstairs, and she's taking her medicine. And, of course, we get a glimpse, I'm going to say, from somebody outside. Mm-hmm. You don't see them, but you're seeing it from their eyes, watching her take her medicine. Well, you actually get a uh, reflection in the window mm-hmm. when she's like pouring the water or taking a drink or something like that you can see the reflection of one of the masks right can't tell you know if it was the wolf the lamb the tiger i guess right but you know well it cuts all of a sudden you hear uh it sounds like a television going but crispin wakes up hearing drake and kelly which is his uh, brother and his uh brother's wife and they're talking to aaron well he goes down he goes downstairs and uh, he sees them all having fun talking, and uh, it's funny because you can already tell that Drake and Crispin don't get along very well. Yep. And I don't know why they start play boxing, but they're talking about like kangaroos and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing, you know, of course, because she's from Australia. Yeah. But they kind of—it's funny—they kind of start play boxing, and Drake like barely smacks Crispin in the face, and Crispin's like, "Hey, you touched my face!" <laughs> like he's like, you know, don't touch my face. Yeah. And uh, Kelly gets up to go over there. She's like, hey, Crispin. And she goes over to give him a hug. She starts kissing him on the cheek. And he's like, hey. Drake's like, hey, don't kiss my wife. (laughs) And, of course, you know, Kelly gives um, him a kiss on the cheek. Well, then they start making fun of Crispin having fat cheeks. Mm -hmm. And Drake's like, yeah, when you... uh, when you used to be real fat, and he's like, "Look, just because I got a fat fa- or a round face doesn't mean I'm fat all over." He goes, "No, right. your fat makes you fat." You know, like <laughs> just brothers arguing. Yeah, but you can already get the gist that Drake is uh, kind of like preppy, I he's guess you could say, douche. Yeah. So anyway, um, as that scene ends, Aubrey is in the, I believe she's in the kitchen, and Aaron goes in. And you can see she just kind of smiles at Aubrey for a minute because she's she's wanting to be a part of the family. Yeah. She walks in and she's like, is there anything I can do for you? And Aubrey's like, well, she goes, you can go uh, to our next door neighbor. His name's Eric. And she says, and see if you can get some milk. And she's like, okay, yeah, I can do that. 
Well, Aubrey, uh, or not Aubrey, I'm sorry. Aaron walks out of the house, and as she's walking out, she sees Crispin, Paul, and Drake all talking. And I can't remember if they're messing with the vehicle or what they're doing. I think Paul's painting the door. Is that what he's doing? I think so. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Aaron comes on, she's like, can I get a picture of y'all? And, of course, they all turn around, and you can really tell that Drake and uh, Crispin are just kind of like, Half do- cheesing, you know, take a picture. Yeah. I really thought that was going to come back to play in the uh, later in the movie. Like, I really was waiting for them to, like, get the camera and look. And, like, you see, like, one of the masks in the background, like, in the window or something. That would have been cool. I did. I thought that would have been cool, but it didn't happen. So, anyway. Yeah. Mm. Nah. Nah. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, so... <laughs> I'll tell you, the people that don't listen to our podcast, if they listen to this episode for the first time, they're going to be like, what is that? What is wrong with these guys? But anyway. Horking loogies. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, as she walks off, Paul starts to talk to Crispin. Drake goes to check on Kelly. And what does he ask him about the, uh, he asks him something about his job. Uh, what was it? Um, I don't remember what he said. I don't either. I remember him asking something about it's he was because he's still in college or well, he's, he's like a, he's a teacher, teacher. Yeah, in he's college. A, yeah, but he asked him something about like a seminar or something, and he's like, it didn't go too good, Dad. You know, and a lot of people applied for it. Yeah, Dang, what was what? So pretty much, he's saying he didn't either. He didn't get the position. Right. Well, it cuts to we see Kelly. She's getting dressed, and Drake walks in, and uh, he's kind of messing with her. And she even first thing she says is she goes. Where's Aaron? And he's like, ah, oh, she went next door neighbors. And she's like, I don't really care for Aaron. Like, already they're already judging Aaron. Yeah. And she's like, I think that accent's just a little too much. And, you know, yeah. being Miss Pris. Mm-hmm. So, already I'm like, well, there's two people that just need to go ahead and die. Yep. But it's funny because Drake's trying to get a little bit. And she's like, not right now, Drake. She goes, you know I'm not in the mood. And he just kind of looks at her. He's like, where's the Viking in there? <laughs> you know? But... It cuts to Aaron. She goes to the house, uh, to Eric's house next door to get the milk. And you could still hear that song playing Mm -hmm. from the night before on that CD that happened at the beginning of the movie. And it's so loud, she's knocking on the door. Well, it shows Eric setting up uh, on his couch. Well, she don't see it. But, of course, he's dead. Oh, yeah. So she's not able to go in there and get anything. So she turns around and goes back home. Well, now, all of a sudden, it's later that night. And we get introduced to Amy and her boyfriend, uh... I think his name is Tarek. And Ty- then, huh? Tyreek or Tariq? Maybe. Something like that. And then uh, Felix and Z. So Amy is the daughter and Felix is the son. Yep. So here's the two siblings showing up. And you could already, to me, as soon as I'm seeing them, you even said it. What did you say about the family? When they all, when they all got together. Oh, they're all sketch. No, and what she said. As soon as Amy got there and she was introducing everybody, the dad come out and she ran over there and hugged her dad and hugged her mom. And you were mm-hmm. like, man, this family's just corny. Corny, yeah. They're, every one of them are corny. But as soon as it showed Felix and Z, I was like, something's up with Z. Oh, Z, like you can tell like just by the look on her face, she was going to have something to do with all of it. Yeah. But anyway, they're just kind of going around get, uh, introducing everybody and they're meeting Aaron and all that. Well, custom now, it's uh, dinner time. Mm-hmm. And they're all sitting at this big table, and right before they eat, uh, Paul, which is the dad, uh, he says, "Bow your heads, we're gonna say grace." So they start praying, and of course, you can see a few of them just kind of looking up. I guess either they're just not down with that or something, you know. Yeah. And 
It was almost like it wasn't something they do normally. Right. Well, once they start eating, you know, you can tell it kind of goes into the dinner. Well, Drake starts asking uh, Amy's boyfriend, uh, what did you say his name, Tarek? Tariq. Tariq. Tariq, something like that. Uh, what he does for a living. And he's like, I'm actually a filmmaker. He's like, oh, really? He goes, yeah. He says, I've never uh, met a filmmaker before. And he goes, well, he said, have I seen any of your work? He goes, no. He said, I've only made a documentary. Yeah. Well, he's like, a documentary? Okay. And he says, yeah, it's kind of underground. He goes, what do they do? Play the film underground? Or He goes, no, they played above ground. <laughs> but you could tell that he's kind of getting annoyed with it. And Drake's just kind of pushing his buttons. Yeah, you can tell that Drake's being condescending. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. And, and uh, go ahead and explain about the, what they're talking about the uh, commercials and stuff. Well, he kept he kept saying, like, do you do commercials? And he was like, no, it's it's actual movies. He was like, man, I love commercials. And he starts talking, like, trying to talk up commercials and talk about how they're a good thing. Then his wife chimes in. She's like, that's the only reason I watch TV is to watch commercials. Yeah. And then Amy is like, no, they're not commercials. He does documentaries. And then Drake's like, um,. Well, I don't see why a commercial couldn't be a documentary. You know, like, why can't documentaries be a part of commercials? And we're just going back and forth. It was it was just Drake being a douche nozzle. Well, then they switched the focus over to Crispin, and they kind of started asking how him and Aaron met. Mm-hmm. And that's when uh, Crispin was like, well, she was a student of mine. He goes, but and she goes, but no longer. And he and Drake's like, oh, really? How come? He goes, well, I feel like it it wouldn't be appropriate. And I cannot remember the comment Drake said, but Drake made the comment. He said, that's a little, or that's unprofessional. Yeah. Just like under his breath, kind of. And Crispin's like, I'm sorry, what'd you say? And then there they go. They start arguing, which Drake started it. Yep. Well, what kills me is everybody's like, Crispin. Yeah. And I'll boo that. Uh-huh. You know, Drake was the one that started all this crap. Well, it's funny, as they're arguing, uh, I'm going to say his name's Tariq, or whatever his name is. It ain't going to matter. He gets up from the table. And I don't know what he's, but he was looking out the window and like, everybody's, I, I did like this scene, how he's up and it's focusing on him going toward the window, but you can still hear everybody arguing. And as he walks up to the window, all of a sudden you just hear, and you see the glass fall down. It just It ain't tons of glass, but it's enough glass where everybody, like one person looked over, the next person looked over and they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. And you can hear him go like mm-hmm. that. Finally, uh, it's funny because uh, Chris was like, uh, nothing you can say right now is going to be interesting. You know, like he's, and, and but the whole time he's saying it, Drake is seeing what's going on. Well, Drake starts to get up and like back up where they turn around and dude Tariq just kind of looks over and just falls forward with an arrow in his head. You got, got a bolt. Huh? You got a bolt. Yeah. Right I, in the middle of that head. At first you thought, okay, he got shot through the window. Yeah. With a gun or something. There wasn't no bang. So it was like, all right, silencer. Then they showed the bolt. And I, I like the first thing that popped in my head is like that's unique. Mm-hmm. That they would just use a crossbow instead of like using a gun. Yeah. I thought I thought that was like one of the cool spots. Right. In the in the whole movie. Well now chaos ensues because all of a sudden these arrows are just coming through the window, one right after another. The family's getting attacked and they try to call nine one one, but there's no signal. And it's funny because um, Drake actually gets stuck in the back. Like mm-hmm. I, I believe it's on his yeah, it's on his right side. I believe Somewhere. in his shoulder, and he's down. He's bleeding out, you know. And they're like, "Why can't we get a signal? What's going on?" And uh, Felix is like, "They're blocking the signal." He's like, "It's uh, it's not hard to do. You can buy them off uh, 
Amazon or something. You know, he's yeah. He said they're illegal, but you can buy them online. Yeah, and it's funny because and then Drake's sitting there bleeding with his arrow on his back, and he's like, "Felix, you low life," you know, and he's like, "What are you calling me a low life for?" See, even during all this chaos, he's still arguing. Uh-huh. You know, well, I think it's pretty slick, but I get what you're saying too. They have to get past the windows, but so they pick up these wooden chairs that they were sitting on and they run past it. So, and now we know that the guy's using a. Um, Crossbow. A crossbow because it's showing it from his view. And as soon as one goes, he'll follow it. He follows another one, you know. But, but I mean, like, yeah, go ahead. come on. There was a good two foot, if not more, between the bottom of the window and the floor. Every one of them could have got down and crawled across there without him even knowing. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, you know. But anyway, so they, they all end up making it over, and then I believe uh, – Aaron's the last one to do it. Yep. She picks it up, and as she's taking off running, I, I thought she was going to get it, man. As soon as she gets uh, gets right in front of the window, boom, he shoots an arrow, and it goes straight through the back <clears throat> of the chair and almost gets her in the face. It doesn't. She chunks the chair and just takes off running. Yeah. That's when you were like, uh, why didn't they just uh, hunker down and crawl yeah. past it? Uh, so now they're all flipping out they're actually like i would i guess you would say they're not in the living room but they're more the entrance of the house they're all flipping out they're trying to figure out what they're going to do and they're now they say okay we got to make a run for it somebody's going to make a run for it and uh derek's like or drake's like uh i can't go anywhere i got an arrow on the back of my uh he's like i'm the fastest but i've got an arrow in my back and then uh, crispin's like uh what's an arrow on your back got to do with your legs (laughs) and his wife um Oh, what was his what Kelly, she turns around, she's like, Sh-, uh, she starts yelling at Crispin, and Crispin kills me because he's like, quit yelling at me, Kelly. <laughs> you know, like, he, he got offended by it. Yeah. And this was so dumb. Uh, Amy is over there crying, and she's like, uh, she's like, I'm the fastest. You guys never believe in me. Yeah, you never give me any credit. Because oh the dad's at the front door. And he's and then they all start going, we believe in you. We, we believe in you, you know. And she gets up and taking her earrings off, and she's like, I can run three miles in 24 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. So they're building this up. They're like, okay, what you, what she's going to do is take off running. She's going to book it. I, I guess she's going to a vehicle. Yeah, I guess so. That's the only way I can say it. Or she's just going to run to get some help. But anyway, they know that they got to get out of this house. She, she, does, she gets up. She stands like, I don't know, 15, 20 feet away from the door. She kicks the little heels off. She's got her earrings taken out. And they're all prepping. They're like, all right, you're just going to take off running full speed towards the front door, and they're going to open it when you get there. They're not going to expect you to, you know, be going full force. Yeah. So, so she's standing away, and she starts, you know, doing her little side neck pops, like, you know, a runner getting ready to it's take like off. It's like building it up. Yeah. She takes off. And me and you were both like, they're going to be right there at the door, and they're just going to shoot her. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought as soon as he whipped the door open, they were just going to, you were going to see Arrow come through. Yeah, and I, that's kind of what I was thinking, too, but I like what they did. Go ahead. Tell. They uh, she as soon as she got to the door, they opened it, and she just like stopped dead tracks. Got clothesline. They put like a garrote wire or something right across, and it slit this girl's throat. It looked good, wide open. It looked really, and it good. was in slow motion when she was running. Yeah. So they really built it up. Yeah. But that was I, to me. I, I feel like that was a really good death scene. I thought yeah. the effect looked good. Her throat. I mean, there ain't nothing you can do about it. That's one thing I'll say about the movie, man. It was. Like I, I'm gonna hold most of my opinion till the end. Yeah, me too. But the the they had some really good, unique death scenes. Yeah, throughout the whole movie. Uh, so now the family is flipping out. Her mom 
is just down there by her body, screaming, crying, uh, just broken hearted. Of course you would. It's your your daughter. Yeah. You know she's sitting there screaming, "My baby, my baby." Uh, the dad's like in shock. Everybody's flipping out. Um. Well, anyway, Aaron says we got to check all the windows and the doors. And this is like this point, like right here from around this time, is when you can really tell something's up with Aaron. Mm-hmm. Like something's not normal about her. And even Crispin even says, "I've never seen you act this way before." Because she's going, "We got to do this. We got to go here. We got to do this. We got to make sure of this. We got to do this." Yeah, it's like she's like, like weirdly prepared for this entire situation. Yep. So Aaron's like checking the windows. She's telling everybody, "We got to check the windows, and doors." And then she grabs the phone and she texts nine one one. And he's like, and Crispin's like, that's not going to do any good. We don't have a signal. She goes, but sometimes when you text 911, what'd you say? It'll, they get a voicemail. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, as all this is going on, Paul brings Aubrey, uh, his wife Aubrey upstairs. She's just broken hearted, man. She just lost a child. And she, you know, she's scared to death. And do they ever say why she was taking medicine? Like, what's going on? Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't think they did. No. He gets her upstairs and she's like, don't leave me. And he's like, honey, I've got to check on the kids. I'll be back. Which I couldn't leave my wife. I'm sorry. There ain't no way. So he leaves her. She's just crying, bawling. Well, out of nowhere, we all of a sudden we just see a hand come out from underneath the bed. So now we know one of the killers is underneath the bed. Well, he stands up behind her. She's crying. Well, it's kind of like she got that. You know how when you know somebody's behind you or somebody's around? Yeah. She turns around. All we hear, uh, he's got a machete. All he do, uh, we hear is her screaming. He raises it up, and it just cuts off where everybody downstairs is hearing her hear uh, her scream. Well, Aaron is going into the kitchen to, I guess, get some boards or nails and all that. You know, any any kind of like sharp object stuff like that. While she's passing a window, another killer buster grabs a hold of her and is trying to get her. What well, all of a sudden she grabs a she had a knife. Yeah, a knife. And I can't remember where she stabbed the guy. We Oh, we thought she stabbed him in the face, but she stabbed him in the forearm. Yeah, the angle looked like she put it right in his, his eye. Yeah. But she actually smacked or stabbed his forearm and, like, pinned him to the windowsill. Right. <clears throat> well, as she bends down to get another knife, she turns around and he's gone. Well, now they all run upstairs and uh, Aubrey's dead body is in the bed. Right next to her in blood is your necks and the machete is in her head. So, yeah, I thought that was a pretty good little, I mean, even though you didn't see it, I thought it was pretty creative yeah. how it looked. Yeah, it did, it did look mm. like they stays. <clears throat> you want to tell this next one about where uh, Kelly's in there with Aubrey's body? So she's, so everybody's like tripping out. Everybody's moved from downstairs, or moved from the bedroom going downstairs, and they're trying to console the dad and all this kind of stuff. Well, Kelly goes back upstairs, and she's going to investigate. She actually gets like a little sheet or something and throws it over her body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so she's looking around. She's hearing stuff. Well, she's she gets down on the floor to look under the bed to see if there's anything under there. It's not. It's like she doesn't see anything at first, and then bam, a face pops up. Yeah, scares her to half to death. She jumps up running. She's screaming. Everybody's trying to figure out what happens. What? <laughs> Well, she takes off running towards the front door, and she's she's just getting out of Dodge. Oh, yeah. So she goes to run. She runs out the front door, ducks the clothesline, the, the garage line. Drake ends up chasing after her. Oh, this looks so good, though. Oh, man. And it, it's just, just it was real realistic. Painful, it man. was realistic. 
he I guess he forgets about the arrow in his back or because he yeah. walks out he runs out the door chasing her and the clothesline catches the arrow and mm-hmm. just moves and you can hear it. Yeah. Instantly free, like stops him in his tracks. He turns around, looks at it, and he reaches back and pulls the arrow out. Out of instinct. Yeah, out of just like out of instinct. And he looks at it and he just faints. Because he saw the blood. Yeah, yeah. I guess he was like, I forgot that was there. Yeah. And bam, he falls on the ground. <clears throat> well, as Kelly is booking it through these woods, uh, it cuts to Crispin and Aaron, and they're sitting there talking, and they're talking about they have to get to the car. And before they leave, he she's like, I don't want you going. He's like, I promise you, Aaron. He goes, I will come back. And she gives him uh, an old meat cleaver, and she's like, at least take this. And he's like, okay. And she says, promise. She says, you are coming back. He goes, I promise. And and but, while we were talking about her going like, commando, acting weird, he's acting too calm. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. Which is like I said, sketch. Too many people in this movie are sketch. Well, it's funny because he goes out to the car, and he's just he's just walking to the car, and he's not even looking around nothing. He's in the back seat, and he realizes I think all the tires or something. All the vehicles have been messed up somehow, I think. Something. Yeah, he looks yeah, like he's at the trunk or something like that. Yeah. Well, it cuts to Kelly. She's uh, making it back. She makes it to the next door neighbor. And she sees the uh, dead body of Eric. Yeah, she's got a guy chasing her the whole time. Yeah, and she's banging on the... Uh, she's banging on the sliding glass door. And she's like, help me, help me. And then she's like, what? Uh, can you not effing hear me? Help me. And I love the shot because all of a sudden behind her, you just see the reflection of the, the mask. Yep. Well, she turns around, dude, and this dude punches her dead face, man. Just punches her right in the face. She goes through the glass, and uh, she's trying to crawl toward the dead body. She don't know it's Eric's dead body. No. She crawls over to the couch, and as she gets up, she sees it's, that Eric's dead. He grabs her, throws her through the coffee table. She's all cut up, got glass all in her face everywhere. Well, he walks over to her and he pulls his axe out and he puts his foot on her shoulder and it's like he's golfing. He puts the axe right up to her neck. She's looking up. She can't do anything. And all of a sudden, whack, pow, right in the neck. No, in the head. Oh, in the head. Yes. Yeah, right in the head. Right, like, right, right the, in the eye. Yeah. And, and again, good effect. Yeah. Looks and I like the fact that they can just cut the head off real smooth. It was yeah. like an impact. I like that. Mm-hmm. This is where. Crispin comes back in the house and tells everybody that the vehicles are messed up because he was going to go get a car and come back for him. Now this is where he's like, I got to go get help. And Crispin just gradually walks out the front door. Yeah. This is this is like at the point where you knew Crispin had something to do with it. Yeah. Well, Aaron, Felix, and Z, they're trying to figure out what uh, where are the best places to hide. Uh, not only Drake's body, but where to hide. And it's and she's slick, though. Aaron's slick because they're like, she's like, what room's best? And Felix is like, well, all the rooms have windows except for the basement. She's like, no. She goes, uh, screw the basement. She goes, if we go down there, they can just pour gasoline and light a match and kill us. Yep. Like, boom, instantly. She thought of that. And they're trying to figure out what to do with Drake's body. He's not dead, but he passed out. So they pick him up and they go put him in this little closet that's got a curtain. Yeah, it's, it's like a windowsill, like a windowsill seat or something like that. But it just the curtain, like a bay window. Yeah, like the curtain sticks out from the wall, like I don't know, two or three feet. Yeah, just enough room to hide a body. So they, <laughs> so they put uh, Drake in there, and uh, 
they, they uh, like I said, they start to go look around. Well, all of a sudden, um, one of the killers comes through the window, starts to attack Aaron. Big mistake. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Drake and Z are sitting there watching all this crap go down. Felix. Uh, Felix and uh, Z are watching this stuff go down. Drake passed out. Yeah. Aaron's fighting, which they she has a weapon. She's got a couple knives or whatever. But now she's got like a, what's that called? A, a meat tenderizer. Yes. Big old mallet. Dude, she whacks the dude in the leg. He falls down. And she whacks him back in the head. He starts screaming, moaning. She whacks him again. He finally goes down. Dude, she just starts hammering, dude. She goes off on this dude. Yes. And then Felix and Z are just watching. Yeah. Like, okay. And it's funny because she gets up and she's all, you know, he's all, the body's dead. She's got blood on him. She looks at him, and she goes, thanks for the help, to Felix. And he's like, hey, he goes, we, you know, we don't know what to do. And she goes, he goes, it looks like you've got everything under control. Mm-hmm. And he knew, he was like, okay. You know, something right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Paul goes upstairs to, because he, he, he makes a comment earlier in the movie. He's like, so you mean tell me the killer, the guy that killed my wife is in this house? Yep, so he gets him a little, I think the guy grabbed a knife. Yeah, it was or a something? knife or a fo- uh, it was either a knife or a uh, fire poker. I can't remember. Something like that. He goes upstairs and he sees his closet door open, and I I think the lights on. Well, when he opens the closet door, he sees all these like bottles, these wrappers, and I think it had a sleeping bag. I ain't sure. Uh, it looks something like like a little bed. Yeah. He sees it, and as he picks up the bottle, it looks like it's got urine in it. Like they've been, you know, they've been in there for a while, and all of a sudden the lights just get cut out. And he uh, it goes to Aaron, Felix, and Z, and they're like, Aaron's like, where's the breaker? They're like, down in the basement. And she's like, oh, I'll go take care of that. And they're like, we'll go check on Dad. So they run upstairs, and Paul is like I said, he's it's dark now, and all of a sudden, boom, <laughs> he goes he goes over to his closet. Nobody's in there, and as, as he shuts it, the lights come back on, <clears throat> and Felix and Z is right beside him. They all jump because they scared each other, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Paul's like, uh, we got to get out of here. We got to, you know, they've been watching us for weeks, which, did, which again, to me, I may be wrong, but that didn't make sense to me because how are they watching the family for weeks when ain't nobody been there? I think he said they've been watching them for days. Okay, but like still. watching them sleep. But they've been there, I, I'm thinking, because they had the whole house cleaned up. When they first got there, mm-hmm. when the mom and dad got there, the house was like dusty and then they had like stuff all over the tables and everything. Okay. So I think they've been there for at least a couple of days, enough time to get all the house cleaned up and everything. Okay, so he said days. Yeah. But still, yeah. I was like, have they been there that long? Yeah, long enough, you know. You couldn't notice somebody in the closet. Right. But anyway, and uh, as as Paul's telling this, he's backing up. And I know where one of the killers comes out and just cuts Paul's throat. Yeah. The blood just starts squirting everywhere. And Paul reaches for his son, Felix, and puts his like bloody hand on Felix's uh, cheek. As soon as he did that, he Felix wiped it. wiped it and kind of like... Like, ugh. Shrugged like, it off, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay. He's in on it. Yeah, because neither one, him or Z did not take off running. Nope. Well, Paul falls down, and it's like his dying breath. The only thing he sees is his son, Felix, and Z walk up to his body. He dies. Well, the killer walks right up next to Felix and Z. Felix looks over at him and goes, really? You had to do this in front of me? <laughs> then and the guy, he takes his little... Like earphone out, and he was like, "I'm sorry, what did you say?" Yeah, he was just the music, <laughs> yeah. and he was like, "He was like, look, he's like, I didn't want to uh, see any of this go down, 
you know. Mm-hmm. So now we know, okay, Felix and Z are all a big part of this, you know. Which, like I said, I, Z just, as soon as she got on there, I was like, mm. Yeah, you knew Z was up to something. So anyway, uh, we see another killer. Now this killer is with the crossbow. He goes into the room where Aaron just killed one of the other killers. She go, He goes in there and he sees this dead body and he rolls it over and realizes, I guess it was uh, one of his partners or whatever, and he just starts flipping out. He's getting pissed. Starts flipping over the table. He's mad, boy. If y'all hear anything, that's my dog drinking water. He's thirsty. But anyway, starts flipping out. Well, they all hear that, the you know, uh, Aaron's in the basement. She can hear the killer flip over the yeah. table. Yeah, she's like, she comes right up to the door. Yeah. And she grabbed, like, there was a bunch of tools or something there. She grabs, like, a, a screwdriver or something. It's got one of them old keyholes where she can see. Like, you know, you see yeah. the light through it. And uh, the guy's flipping out. And I cannot remember what she did, but all of a sudden he, he hears her in the basement. Yeah, she uh, makes some kind of noise. I don't. I think she knocks something over. Like something I don't remember behind her. But the killer turns. He turns. He puts his mask back down, and he goes over to the basement door. And it looks like he passes the door. You know, you see the light go away for a minute, then it comes back on. Well, right as she takes a peek, his eyes right there, which I thought was a good scene. Yeah, pretty. That's pretty classic. Yeah, she screams, grabs the doorknob. He's trying to open the door. Well, out of nowhere, Drake wakes up because he don't know what's going on. Mm-mm. Drake wakes up, comes through the curtain. And he's like, what's, hey, what's going on? He looks over and sees the person in the mask. And he puts his hand up. He's like, oh, wait, wait. You know, he's like, hold mm-hmm. on for a second. Well, the killer starts slowly walking toward um, Drake. Drake. And Aaron finally comes out. And she's got a screwdriver. And she stabs him right on, the, I believe it's the left side of the neck. Yeah, like, I think it was like right below his, like, right above his shoulder blade or something. Yeah, it wasn't like in the throat. It was yeah. just, yeah. That dude starts flipping out. She got him. And uh, he kind of looks at both of them like, what do I do? And then finally he just takes off running. Yeah, and Drake picks up the axe. Yeah. And just stands there and watches it and lets the guy run off. Yeah. Like a dummy. But, I don't know. Well, anyway, Felix and Z, they come downstairs to see what happened. And uh, she's like, uh, we got one of them. He, he, and Felix goes, do you think you killed him? She goes, no, he ran out the front door. Yeah. And finally they look and uh, she's like, well, where's dad? Did you find dad? And he's like, yeah. He was upstairs. He goes, he needed to lay down. Yeah, he laid down all right. Oh, yeah. With a big old gash in his neck. <laughs> that, and that was another one, man. That throat, the, the, the throat cuts, man, were good. It was. I mean, the effects were really good. They weren't as unique as some of the other kills. Yeah. I'll say that. But Well, anyway, uh, Aaron and Z, they talk about... Uh, or, yeah, it cuts to Aaron and Z, and they're, she's like, get all the nails, get wood, all this stuff. Well, she's talking to Z, and she's hammering all the nails. She's like, what you want to do is make sure you get the nails all the way through to the base, you know. And Z's like, well, how, how did you know all this stuff? And she's like, well, I guess my family was paranoid, or my mom and dad was paranoid because they sent me to survival uh, uh, camp. Yep. She and said, she said, I think she said they, she grew up in a survival colony. Or something. But didn't they send her to a survival camp? Well, her dad, like, it's like they started one. Oh, okay. Like, a, like a, just a giant survival colony. So now it explains how, why she's so Rambo. Yeah, but, oh, I mean, survival, like, 
They usually teach you some tricks and stuff like that. This chick went through boot camp. Maybe. <laughs> you know. Uh, so anyway, uh, Felix and Drake, they're in the basement because they're supposed to be going down there and getting some more uh, stuff to nail up the wall, or not the walls, the doors and the windows. And he tells, he uh, Drake ends up telling Felix, he's like, well, I gotta, I gotta go. And he's like, why? He goes, I have to go find uh, Kelly. And Felix looks at him and he's like, uh, Kelly's dead. And Drake looks at him and he starts crying, he starts tearing up and Felix is like, man, I didn't want to tell you this this way. He goes, but I thought you knew. He said, yeah, Kelly's dead body's upstairs. And he starts, he's like, I'm sorry. Right when he says, I'm sorry, Drake's just like, shut up. Like he can't handle it. And I know where Felix stabs him in the stomach. Well, Drake looks down and sees, uh, sees that he's been stabbed. And, he, and Felix looks at him and he says, I'm sorry. Mm. Grabs another one, stabs him again. Dude ends up stabbing his brother six times. And he finally looks at him on that last one. He's like, would you just effing die already? <laughs> and they're, I mean, Drake's locked eyes with him. Oh, yeah. You see that he's tearing up. Well, finally, boom, Drake falls to the floor. You see all the, uh, like, screwdrivers or whatever he had all sticking in his chest and his stomach area six times. Why did I have a feeling this guy was just going to pop up at the end of the movie? Still alive. <laughs> yeah. It was like this dude's taking this whole beating. He had the arrow and all this kind of crap. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just... I hey, he could take some punishment, though. Yeah, he could. Uh, well, anyway, now... Uh, it shows what Aaron and Z's made. They've got these boards with these nails sticking up, and they're putting them underneath the window so when these bad guys come through, they'll step on them. Yep. <clears throat> and as Aaron's getting situated, Z looks over, and she's got one she just made. Well, she picks it up, and she stands up behind Aaron, and right when she raises up, she's fixing to hit Aaron in the back of the head. Aaron whips around, turns around, and she hurries up and sets the board down. And well, she's she, like, she lowers it like she's going to hand it to her. Yeah, she's, she's like, like yeah. She's like, are you done with that? And she goes, I could do a couple more. You know, like, she's kind of using an excuse. And uh, Aaron's like, well, I'm going to go check on, what does she say? I'm going to go check on Dad. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you do that. You go ahead, you know. So Aaron goes upstairs to check on Paul. And <laughs> I, I did like this scene. She's upstairs. She sees Paul's dead body. And I know where the killer comes out. She chunks the, uh, whatever she had in her hand. I think she had the meat. The yeah, meat. the Tenderizer. She chucks at him and just dives out the window. Like, didn't even think twice. She jumps out, lands on the ground. She's all cut up, but she's got a big old huge uh, chunk of glass in her left leg. Uh, she takes off running into the woods. And as she la- uh, she gets by this tree, she pulls the stuff out, which looked really good. Mm, it looked she, painful. She pulls that big old glass out of her leg. She uh, ties something around it. Or she goes to tie something around it. Well, then all of a sudden she realizes the screwdriver that she stabbed that dude with in the back of the neck is right beside her. So mm-hmm. she knows, okay, he's out here. And sure enough, there he is with the crossbow. He shoots at her, misses. She takes off running. She gets back in the house, and Aaron goes hides in that little like window area that they uh, put Drake down. She puts a piece of cloth around her leg and she tightens it real tight where, she, you know, to cut off the circulation where the blood won't come out. And as she's in there hiding, the killer comes to that window and he sees the boards with the nails in it. Yeah, because she set one out just, uh, I don't know, maybe a foot away from the wall. Yeah. Where it was clearly visible. But what he didn't see was the one that she put right up against the wall. Yeah. She was sneaky, sneaky. 
And as soon as he looks at it and kind of is like, eh. Yeah. As soon as he uh, gets up in the windowsill and he puts his uh, right foot down, boom, he steps right on it. Out of everything, that's the one that hurt me the worst. Dude, that looks so bad. I was like, ugh. And he starts flipping out. You know what it reminded me of? Yep. Home Alone? Yep. <laughs> yep. He steps on it on, yeah. in, down the basement. Yep. He's like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marv, Marv. But anyway, he steps on the nail. He starts flipping out, and she can hear that he's. It's funny because you you can hear him flipping out, and you can hear the board hitting the mm-hmm. clanking the whole time. Yeah. Uh, well, they're upstairs. Felix and uh, Z is with another killer, and he's like, Felix look at looks at the guy and he goes, "You want to go check on that?" He goes, "What do you think? I'm, uh, what do you think I'm paying you for?" So now we know. Okay. We knew Felix was in on it, but now yeah. he's paying these killers. Well, as the killer goes down, Z uh, starts like pushing Felix on the bed, and she takes her shirt off, and she's wanting to have sex. Mm-hmm. And she's like, have sex with me right here. And he's like, I'm not in the mood. She goes, uh, have sex with me right here next to your dead mom's body. And he's like, you want to say that again? <laughs> he's like, no. And she goes, "You're, you're what'd she say? Something like, uh, you never want to do anything exciting or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, uh, hello, because of what they're doing, and then she goes, "Well, then have sex with me right here next to your dead mom's body." And he goes, "He goes no," and he just shoves her off and walks off. So Felix go, goes downstairs, and the killer is down there looking at the other killer. They take the board out of his uh, his foot, and Felix is like, "What is wrong with y'all?" He goes, "You're letting a uh, a girl beat you up," and all of a sudden the killer's like, "Look, you see that guy over there?" Laying on that ground dead. He's like, yeah. He goes, that was my brother. And he's like, oh, really? And he looks over. He goes, man, I'm sorry. She effed him up. And, dude, he shoves him against the wall. He shoves Felix against the wall. And he's like, uh, I'm thinking of reasons right now why I should kill you. And he's like, if you kill me, I won't. Uh, you're not going to get paid. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm sorry. He said, I thought you. He said, I knew you served together, but I thought you were just friends. Yeah, he said, I didn't know you were related. Yeah, and he's like, I'll tell you what, instead of $200,000, if you finish the job, I'll give you $400,000. That's your brother's half. That's only right. So, he, you know, now he, he, all he's doing is he finally tells the story. Uh, with my parents being gone, I'll be getting their, uh, what's it called? Inheritance. Inheritance. So that's how he's getting, that's the whole reason behind this, and that's why he's, and now this whole time, Aaron's been hiding in that closet. She's heard the whole thing. Yeah, so now she knows Felix and Z is in on it. But he makes a comment that, you know, you could just kind of look look past because he's talking to Felix and Z standing right beside him. He says to Felix, you two better be getting this money. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that, I thought, okay, so Z's right there. But Z wouldn't be getting any money. So right then... Mm-hmm. They kind of give you a little Easter egg that yeah. it's not just Felix. Yeah. Well, as soon as she hears that, Aaron's phone goes off and it's nine one one, and it says searching. You know, it's ringing. Well, she hears it, grabs it, and turns it off, and the killer goes. He goes, he's like, I'll take care of this. He goes in there to get her, and right when he goes up to the curtain, I guess she punches him in the throat. She, hit, so. she, she hit him in the throat. He falls down, and uh, Aaron ends up having a knife and stabs the killer right in the head. She takes off running and um, gets gets away. Like I said, she just stabbed the killer in the head. Now it cuts to Aaron. She's setting traps. 
Like, she's got this big old brick. She set it on an axe, mm-hmm. the end of the axe handle, and she puts it up against the, uh, like, the beam in the front uh, room, well, the entrance of the uh, front room, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so right over the front door. So as soon as somebody opens that front door, it's going to come down with force and kill somebody. They did. She stole, they stole that off of Nightmare on Elm Street. Cause that's what I Nancy, knew I seen that somewhere Nancy else. Nancy did that to, with a sledgehammer to Freddy. I knew I seen that somewhere else. So anyway, uh, it cuts to the because uh, the Felix and the uh, killer they're talking. I just think it's funny that none of the killers really have names. It's just killer one, killer two, mm-hmm. and uh, they're outside because they think she took off running outside. And uh, Felix is like, "Give me the crossbow." And he's like, "Do you even know how to use that thing?" He's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, you just point an arrow and shoot." Mm-hmm. You know. But the killer tells me, he goes, I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to go into the house. He says, you two go ahead and keep going down the road. Because now Felix is worried that the police are coming. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I'll go back to the house. So they split up again. Well, now all of a sudden, um, the killer, as she's setting up the axe, like she's waiting for him to come through, the killer comes to the window. And he sees her. She freaks. Yeah, she's like, oh, shoot. She takes off running. And I guess she goes down to the basement. I think so. That's yeah. what it looked like to me. Yeah, I think so. And the whole time she like she's running through it, and she's running through like construction area. She grabs this log, mm-hmm. and the whole time she's running down through the like, corridors and stuff, she's popping these lights and, and knocking the lights out. And remember, she's limping because she can't. She's yeah. got a big old gash in her leg. She knocks all the lights out where it's completely dark. Well, the killer comes downstairs and he's he's trying to look for. Her. All of a sudden, you see the uh, cameras start flashing. It's like, ching, yep. it just keeps going. And I liked it because there were certain shots where, like, the light would flash and it was almost like you would get a quick steal of a picture. Yeah. Like, when he was walking, he stepped over one of the bulbs that she busted and it took a shot of it. Yep. Like, yeah. I thought that was really cool. So, as he's uh, going uh, to toward the light, you know, it just keeps flashing. Right when he gets up to it, out of nowhere, uh, Aaron comes out and she just smashes this dude's head, like, what does she have in her hand? That log. Same log. Yes. Yeah. Beats the snot out of this dude and just, like, he's unrecognizable. Beat the mask right in half or everything. Mm-hmm. Smashes this dude's head. Well, she goes back upstairs. Felix is back to the house, him and Z, and they see her in the same room they were shooting. Yep. The arrow through earlier. And he shoots Aaron, or he shoots at Aaron and she falls. And they think they got her. Well, uh, Felix looks in and he's like, where'd she go? And he's like, give me the uh, crossbow. I'm faster. So she gets in and she goes looking for Aaron. To me, this is the best part. She's uh, she's hops in the window. She's going to look for Aaron and Aaron's in the kitchen, which we don't know that. Yeah. But Z's got the crossbow up and she goes into the kitchen. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Aaron knocks the crossbow out of her hand. They start tussling, fighting. And uh, she actually gets a chokehold on Z. Mm-hmm. And uh, Felix comes in, and she grabs this pot that was boiling earlier, and she throws it on uh, Felix. And he's like, stupid, you know, B-I-T-C-H. He goes, it's not even hot. Well, then they start fighting. She grabs that pot and slaps uh, Z across the head with it. Z falls down. Um, I just think it was funny, because after he says, hey, this isn't hot, he slips and falls on water. Yeah. Or, I don't know if it's water or if it was grease. I don't know, but he slipped and fell hard. Yeah, it was funny. But he's got a little knife. Yeah, and he actually stabs her. Yeah, I was fixing that because Z actually gets a chokehold on her. I thought she was going to spin and he was going to stab Z. But he ends up stabbing uh, Aaron in the shoulder. She turns around and hits him over the head with a uh, blender. Hmm. 
she knocks Z against the wall, and then she grabs the blender and starts stabbing him on top of the head with the broken part. And then when she went to go plug it in, I knew I was gonna happen. Yeah, I was like, oh, even you, you said, uh, uh-uh. uh, like. <laughs> She plugged it in. I thought it looked really cool. It's a unique kill I ain't never seen before. Oh, dude. It was, she plugged that blender in and hit puree. Yes. Ugh. So it starts cutting his head up. Z's over there just... She's, she's knocked loopy, but she's upset because she knows, she knows. Oh, yeah. Aaron gets up, walks over there with a knife, and just stabs Z right in the top of the head. She didn't just stab her either, though. She took that knife and she flipped it like Rambo. Yeah. Cracked her right in the dome. Well, she falls between the bodies. She's exhausted. And all of a sudden, you hear Felix's phone going off. And I told you, <laughs> as soon as I heard the phone going off, I said, that's Crispin right there. Yep. Well, she picks up the phone. She doesn't say anything. And it's Crispin. And he's like, Felix, is it over? He's like, come on, man. I know I pissed you off earlier because I couldn't do this. He goes, you know me. He goes, I just can't do this kind of, I can't deal with the violence and everything. He goes, is it over? And she's just sitting there listening. And all of a sudden, you see her tearing up. And he's like, come on, man. It's cold outside. He goes, screw it. I'm coming in anyway. And he comes in, and he's like, Felix. And he's looking, and he goes, I can hear you breathing. And he turns around, and there she is on the phone. Yep. And she just drops the phone, and he hangs up, and he's like, babe. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, he's trying to play it off, you know. <laughs> he's like, uh, whoops. And she's like, uh, so you were in on this? And he's like, yeah, but there was, and she goes, uh, he goes, yeah, but there was no harm that was supposed to come to you. And she goes, they tried to kill me. And he goes, no, 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 he goes, you... Had nothing to lose. You were going to be a witness. He said, uh, but we didn't know that you had all these skills, you know. Yeah, he even says my whole plan was, you know, you know, circled around you being alive to be a witness. Yes. And he starts, and he's slowly making his way toward her. And he's just telling her that, you know, he's like, he's like, I love you. We and he married, move off. And yeah, and he's like, money. he's like, where's Felix? And she's like, I killed him. I just killed him with the blender. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, then they start talking about, he's like, not only was you going to be the witness, he goes, but Z apparently too. And he's like, where's Z at? She goes, I stabbed her in the head. And he's, he's like, like, okay. Okay. You know? <laughs> and this whole time, she's got a knife in her hand. Yeah. And he's walking over to her and he's like, just think about it though. Now all the inheritance come to me. And he goes, you got college debt we can get rid of, you know? And he goes, we can't do that if I'm not, if, if I'm in jail. And he tells her, he's like, I love you. And finally, she just flips the knife over and just stabs the dude. Uh, in the neck, mm. and then not only does she not stab him in the ne- or just stab him in the neck, she stabs him in the freaking eyeball. Yeah, he gets down on the ground. He's you know hurting, and he looks up at her, and she's just like, he says, "Why?" Yeah, and she's like, "Why not?" Pow! Pops him right in the eye. Stabs him in the eye, and I know where you hear pow, and a shot comes out of nowhere, and boom, Aaron falls down, and we realize, holy crap, what happened? I thought one of the killers was still alive. Yeah. Well, you realize an officer has showed up. And he's looking through the window. I was like, you cannot end it this way. I was like, don't tell me everybody dies. All that mayhem. And there was only one gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> so Aaron's laying there and you think, okay, he got Aaron. Well, he it shows the officer going back to the his squad car and he's calling it in. Well, she wakes up and she starts crawling. You know, I don't know where he shot her. It looked like he shot her like. In the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. She's crawling toward the front door. And as the officer gets off the radio, he starts walking over to the front door. And I was like, oh, heck. <laughs> well, you know, they're building it up, and he slowly opens the front door, and she sees him come through. She's like, no, no, wait. And as he opens the door, you see the rope come done, and all of a sudden, here comes the axe. Shot of his face screaming, boom, the axe hits him, and it just blood splatters everywhere, and it says, you're next. That's it. And then the, t- uh, the credits start rolling, and that is the end of... 
your necks. That's how you end the movie. So, none of this sitting around waiting to be frozen. <laughs> anyway, so that's it. That is our review. Uh, well, that's not our review. That's our, uh, what do you say, discussion about the film and stuff. Yep. So now, it's time for the pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. And you get to go first this week. Okay. So, uh, this is my first time watching it. And I will say that I actually dug it. I did like the film, but this is going to sound really uh, weird how I compare the two. Um, the movie Scream. Mm-hmm. I can watch Scream. I enjoy it. Not all of them, but I really like the first one. Yeah. And I like the second one. But when they do movies like this, it's hard to get back into the film once you watch it again because now you know all the twists. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't what I expected. I did like the film. Um, I thought it was unique kills. And I even told you, I love the music. The way when she, and it was only on her. I love that, you know? And then as soon as it cut from her, it'd be like, don't, don't. it just stopped. Yeah. And she'd get pissed and you're like, oh, there's that music again, <laughs> you know? Uh, good kill scenes. Um, decent storyline. Uh, you know, me with the backstory. There wasn't a whole lot of backstory on, you know, yeah. why they hate each other and all that, why the family do all this, you know. Uh, some of the acting was good. Some of it was not. And here's the thing is, I don't own this film. And I don't know if I would own this film. So here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to give it a thumbs up for... Um, the unique kills. I really like the kills in it. And for a first time watch, to me it was like uh, nothing I expected the movie to be. Like, I didn't think there was going to be multiple killers and stuff like that. Yeah. But having said that, uh, I recommend you to watch it one time. Would I add it to my collection? Maybe if I found it really cheap on blu-ray like at a you know pawn shop yeah something like that you know i'm not gonna go out and spend 20 uh bucks on it or nothing like that uh i did enjoy watching the film like i said but i'm gonna give it a thumbs up i don't recommend you to add it to your collection i do but i do recommend you to at least watch it one time it is a one-timer in my opinion and i'm gonna give it uh i'm just gonna give it a b i'm gonna give it a b well, well, wait, 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 oh, wait, up now. wait, no, I think a B is too good for that, I th- I'm gonna give it a C plus. Uh, we're still gonna disagree quite a bit. Okay. I didn't care for the movie. Okay. I, I, I didn't, um, first of all, you said some of the acting was good, some of the acting, I don't think any of the acting was good. Really? I, it was just, like, all of it just seemed like, even when they were freaking out, like, the mom, when she would just do these, like, little fake moans, you could really tell that she was just like, oh, my gosh, oh, <laughs> no, oh, wow. See, I thought, I'm not trying to interrupt you. Yeah. I thought Paul did a good job. I liked that actor. I he, thought he, he did. He's not bad. He wasn't bad. Like, as far as, like, he just really played the concerned dad. But And I thought the main girl did a good job. I, and see, I don't, I don't think necessarily she did a good job as far as, Acting okay because it was like once she went in Rambo mode that was all it was like bam 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 
it, but it didn't really. It was like she was almost a robot. Okay. But I mean, I didn't. The only thing that this movie had for me was the unique kills, the garrot clothesline that nearly cut the woman's head off. That I, that was ingenious. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. The freaking blender was probably the best kill of the whole movie. Oh yeah. Because um, I mean, you uh, who would think of that? Right. You know? Um. Even even just the the axe to the head on was it Kelly? Mm-hmm. Even the way they did it and the way they showed it that was unique. I'm I'm gonna give it that. But I mean, short of that, I don't really think the story was unique in the fact that it was oh let's kill mom and dad to get our inheritance. You know I don't really think there was nothing really special about that other well, than the way I told you I didn't care for the story. Yeah, but I did like the the part I thought unique about it was having the multiple killers. And yeah, I mean that. I mean the fact. I mean, the fact that they had two of the brothers in on it was was kind of different. Yeah. But at the same time, from the very beginning, like once stuff started popping off, they didn't hide the fact that you know this guy could be in on it, and this guy was probably right, in right. on it. Right. You know, it, they didn't leave anything to the imagination. Yeah. It didn't take you long to figure out what was going on. Right. Um. Once you find out the parents are rich, and then all this stuff starts happening, and then, for me, the worst acting of the entire movie was Crispin. Because, like, you could tell, like, you know, that you know, you're way too calm. Yeah. You know, to me, uh, Billy, on Scream, you brought up Scream, Billy, his acting, being, like, the fake hurt when he got stabbed, and it was corn syrup and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. His acting was great. Oh, yeah. You know, you know I screams one of my favorite slashers. Right, but yeah, I, I, none of the acting. I, I didn't care for any of the acting. The dad's the only one that I was like, okay, it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, the music was kind of cool. It had that like video game vibe to it. Yeah, you know, in parts. Other than that, man, I didn't, I didn't care for it at all. Like I, it was like, I just didn't like it. I, I don't know what. I, the kills on it were the only thing that the kills are the only thing that's going to get a rating for me. Like that, all my rating is going to come from the kills. Okay. Um, I, I give it a thumbs down. Okay. I don't. I don't think it had anything to really add to any of your collections, really, unless you're just a really big fan of cheesy, corny acting. I guess. Um, nah, I wouldn't even call it B rated. Like, See what what made me go, which when I said B, I was like, no, no, that's too good. What? Well, I mean, like B rated movies. No, like, no, no, that's, no, that's what I mean. Like, right, like B rated horror movie type thing. It's not a. It's the when I gave my rating, it's not a B at all. But the reason I I wasn't gonna give it a C, but the reason I gave it a C plus, honestly, is strictly for the kills. Yeah, I, th- I that's because. I do feel like it's a one timer. Go ahead, though. Yeah. You say uh, you're giving a thumbs down. I'm gonna give it a thumbs down. I don't necessarily recommend it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's worth putting in your collection unless you're into that kind of thing. Personally, I think if anybody you know, if you like Black Christmas, you'll probably like this movie. <laughs> David Pullen. Um. Uh, yeah, and I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it with the uh, for the kills, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be with a D. A D. Like, okay. And that might be the first D I've ever given out. I don't know. It may be. Like, I, I, I may have given Black Christmas a D, but Black Christmas probably got an F. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that did. Deserved an F. 
We didn't do script, uh, ratings back then. We did just, we not? No, we just did like out of 10. Just so for the did. record pulling, Black Christmas would have got an F. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. Well, anyway, like I said, I mean, hey, but that's what it's all about. Yeah. But like I said. Um, I think this was probably our biggest difference. Yeah. I, I mean, it was. And that's what I'm saying. I, and I'm being honest with you. Like, to me, the mystique of watching it the first time, I was like, that's ain't bad. The, this is what I was going to say. I'm glad I just remembered this. The C-plus rating comes from the kills, and from once it picked up, it stayed picked up to me. It like, did, it, yeah. caught, it caught my interest. I'll give you that. There it, was, it did stay. Once it once the killing started, everything kept When that up. first arrow killed that guy at the beginning, yeah. I felt like it was... So that's why I gave it a C-plus. If it was a slower movie... What did yeah. I give it? A D? Yeah. I'm going to move it up to a D-plus for that scene also. For, for the fact that they used... A, crossbow instead of (laughs) i'll give it an extra you know okay well that being said that is our review of uh your next and we do appreciate uh you requesting this film absolutely uh we will do more of these because we really enjoy um seeing what you guys want us guys and gals want us to review because like i said some of the movies there's one movie that my brothers want us to review uh the green inferno it's gonna be hard yeah. We, we're going to have to do that one and Cannibal Holocaust at the same time just to get them over with. Yeah, so I don't know. We're trying to figure out. Maybe we'll do that for Thanksgiving. Why? Because. <laughs> because they're eating people? Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but anyway. We're going to have to take a month off after watching those. Yeah. So that being said, uh, our next film, which will be coming out in a couple weeks, is, uh, I believe, let's see, 92, 2002, 2012. Yeah, it's going to be the 30-year anniversary of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I ain't seen this movie since I was a freaking kid. And this is a horror slash comedy. More comedy than horror. Oh, yeah. For but, sure. But, like I said, that was a movie that I grew up watching I really liked. So, with that being said, uh, is there anything else we need to hit, hit on? I don't think so. If you guys catch us anywhere, you can get any of your podcasts. Apple, Breaker, Spotify, iTunes. Check us out on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Johnny's got the handles. Uh, Of course, on uh, Facebook, it is uh, Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And on Instagram, it is Small Town Horror Johnny underscore Randy. And Twitter, it's at Small T Horror Pod. And as always, which I know Randy don't like me reading it off. This you can all you guys can go to the bathroom. For you this. can always hit us up on our email with any kind of request uh, at smalltownhorrorjrpod at gmail So with that being said, I think uh, you're changing it. No, I'm not. Like I think it like gets shorter every time. No. <laughs> with that being said, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We enjoyed watching the film, and thank you again for the review. Don of the Spurge, you're the man. So with that being said, uh. As always, remember to stay scared and stay spooky.